Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special For the Kudos episode. This special episode is Brett's London Marathon recap. This episode is brought to you by Run Kaizen. Have you ever been at the start line of a marathon wondering how fast you should pace it? Introducing Kaizen, a new app for runners that gives you an up-to-date race prediction every single day based on your recent training. Set a goal, whether a finish time for a race or to simply improve, and Kaizen will give you an adaptive training load target to hit each week. Consistently reach your weekly goal and you'll be fit enough to achieve your target time for an upcoming race. So that's you, Gold Coast Marathon runners. Brett, straight off the plane, how are you? Good, jet lagged, had about three hours sleep last night, so... I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, you struggling a bit. All right. Legs feel all right? Um, quads are sore walking downstairs. I was uh, taking Nelson out for a walk this morning and he like pulled me down and I had like, had like a pretty hard step and it literally felt my femur broken half. <laughs> it, was, it was so painful. But um, apart from that, I feel okay. Mentally feel pretty good. Yeah. Frustrated. Yeah, like I think you put so much into a marathon, just like months months of training and um, when it doesn't kind of go quite as well as you hope, like uh, you're always hoping for the best day possible and when it's not that, you got to wait another, I don't know, five yeah. months or whenever the next one is. But it's funny, I kind of always feel like really motivated after a marathon. No, even if it's good or bad, like I just want to kind of get back into training and, and do the next one. Um, but obviously your body doesn't really – every oh, time yeah, I feel yeah. like that, I feel, I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then I do my first run. I was like, you know what? I actually don't want to go yeah. anymore. But. And it's a smart thing. Like if some people would – some people, you know, do, do just want to get straight into it, but you have to hold yourself back because otherwise it will affect you later on, right? Oh, like definitely, If you do yeah. jump straight back in. Yeah, so and like I kind your of – Your femur will break. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of have – jumped back in training before and you definitely have some weeks where you're feeling pretty tired and, and yeah, it kind of, it takes a long time before that's out of your body. But I went for a ride today and just this afternoon, my legs feel so much better than they did. Just from today. doing the ride? Yeah, I reckon. I think getting moving is definitely a must. How good is the weather today? Yeah, I know. That's kind of why I wanted to go for a ride too because it's probably our last good day of... I don't know. I thought I thought yesterday was going to be our last good day. Going to the footy, that was insane. Oh, yeah. I was I was sitting at the footy. Oh, I'm not going to talk anything about the game. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> absolutely uh, gutted. But it was it was genuinely like in the MCG with the sun belting on yeah. you. It was like a 40 degree day in summer. Like it was so hot. Yeah, I went a few weeks ago. Um, with Jack, actually, I took Jack to the footy. But, <laughs> first, <laughs> first time at the G for Jack. <laughs> yeah, and we were sitting in the sun, and then. We had to like go and get it out of the sun because we were. It's too. It's, it's unbearable. Burnt. Yeah, yeah. We're big silks. Um, so we're changing things up a little bit for this uh, recap. You've you've done a few recaps before, actually. You've done quite a, quite a lot of marathons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we did we we put a call out to all our uh, lovely Patreon supporters to ask questions, um, which we had a bunch of of those to get into uh, later on. But pretty much what I thought we should do is you just take us through uh, race day. So yeah. from like warm up and stuff, because the last time we spoke to you was the week out from the race and, you know, we finished on the episode saying good luck and all that. So I think if you just, yeah, take us through um, morning of the race, well, yeah, night before the race um, into morning of the race and then just take us through the race. And yeah. I, yeah, I'll just going to sit back and listen. I might ask the odd question, but save it for uh, 
for all our beautiful Patreon supporters <laughs> at the end. Um, yeah, well, I guess like even uh, we didn't really speak at my last week of training, but everything went well. Um, did my carbo depletion, which sucks, and then into the carbo load, which was a lot more enjoyable. But um, yeah, that final week was pretty good. F- felt good in all my all my runs, so felt ready to go. W- warming up was all good. Um, what was the weather like? Uh, so yeah, it was funny. Like it was because you know about our like I look. Even if I was able to watch your the entire race, I would still pretend that I don't know because it's better for a listener, you yeah. know, for me to ask new questions. But I actually really have fuck all of our idea of what happened because the the um oh, the stream, the stream. Was yeah, so heard, shit. You know? heard, yeah. Had your mum messaging me going, "What's going really? on?" I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, flow track no good, but. Yeah. Uh, Which is really disappointing. Was, yeah, because people pay for it. And yeah. it's just, yeah. For North America and Australia, you can look at the broadcast list yeah. and there's all these like, you know, um, countries around the world and they all have their like dedicated channels yeah, and, yeah. And, and like TV channels and stuff and we just got flow track and it yeah, didn't even work. Yeah. Um, well, the day before the race, perfect conditions. Day after the race, perfect conditions. <laughs> day of the race, um, rain, a little bit of wind. Wind wasn't too bad, but yeah, just kind of, it was just wet. And that was like the most yeah annoying thing because you could – with the, the roads in London, like they're just a little bit bumpy just because yeah. they're, they're big city roads. So they just get a lot of traffic on them and so it's just puddles everywhere, mm. um, which, yeah, was kind of annoying. But we, we knew kind of looking in the – all week we could tell it was going to rain. On, so I was kind of prepared and, and had come to terms with it. Um, do you do you find going around corners and stuff? You just have that slight like lack a little of, bit, yeah. yeah. You just yeah, you have to just be a little bit careful. Like there's a few corners as well. Like you go around this big ship and it's um, on kind of tiles, and it ended up being fine. But you are just like thinking about yeah, I have to be a little bit careful through. Yeah, here when you say it ended up being fine, that's you saying After, I didn't I didn't yeah. fall over yeah, and break exactly. my knee, but you still had to obviously yeah. Be you don't find that out exactly. You haven't broken your knee, so um, but yeah. Warmed up, uh, saw Nick Earl there. He was telling, apparently he was on the bus telling everyone what the weather was going to be. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> there's, a photo of him, there's a photo of him talking to Nick Earl. Uh, talking to Nick Earl. Talking <laughs> to Mo, there was. Mo Farah. <laughs> yeah. Telling him the uh, the weather for yeah, the race. And, and stuff. I saw that same picture and Mo Farah looked like, oh, can this... I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, even, actually in the days before the race, we kind of knew, so Mo wanted to go similar pace to me and this Emil Caress wanted to go similar pace as well. So um, it started off at the start of the week about 63.20 and then Mo said 63 flat. Emil was like, oh, I still want 63.20. And then the day before... It is really funny when you think about it. Like for the listeners that might just be going, what do you mean? It's 20 seconds. That's, a, that's you know, a second a kilometre. Yeah. But when you run it that can pace, make a difference. it makes yeah, a yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the day before, so there's a paces meeting the day before the race and like that's when the managers and the coaches go in and they discuss what, with, with the race organiser, what pace groups is what. So, yeah. um, and then, yeah, the just before that meeting, um, Mo's coach said to me, he's like, oh, Mo wants to go 62.30 to 62.40. And I'm like, Jesus, it just keeps getting faster and faster. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't think Mo was in that good a shape to be able to do it considering around a 30.40. A few weeks ago, so I'm like, this is stupid. But I'm like, he was gonna have two paces. One pace was gonna go with a meal. So I'm like, I think it's better for me to go with the two paces 
and run with Mo because then we've got a group of four. Otherwise, it's just kind of like one pacer and then two athletes fell on. Um, but yeah, in hindsight, I wish I went with Emil because it's mm. just, yeah, my pace group, we, we started off and oh, it's just like, it was just funny because like we kind of were with the front pack and then um, like Mo was like kind of going around our paces and was like running with them a little bit. We'll drop back and it was just kind of like back and forth a little bit. And then we broke away. Well, the the front guys broke away from us, and we were we were like going, we were going fine, and then, uh, but yeah, Mo just kept kind of like dropping back five meters, and then going forward, and then coming up to the paces and telling them to go faster, and like we were after three k averaging two fifty six, which is we want to be averaging two fifty eight, and then he he tells the pacer to go quicker, so we run a two fifty two, and I'm just like oh, this is just not perfect because i just want to be like running an even pace but we're not yeah you have to really be running an even pace sure and that yeah. must be getting in getting inside your head a little bit so at this point the other the guy with the slower um pace he's he, he he's like how far behind you well you can't see it was there any point where you like, uh, turned I, back I, on the course I, and you I, see him? no we didn't i looked back at maybe like 16 or 17k um and he was not that far back, but he would have been after five. So we went fourteen forty or something for the first five k, and he would have been fifteen oh five. Um, so he just ran it kind of a lot more even though as well. Where ours was just like we just had in the first fifteen k, probably had like five hundred meter sprints, where it's just kind of like all of a sudden just stupid pace because Mo's telling him to go quicker, but then he would slow down as well. So. The pacers kind of look back, and they want to like slow down for him a little bit, and yeah, because I was speaking to I was speaking to a few people um, about this 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 thing, and people sort of like, well, why does Mo get to decide? Like, what you know? Yeah, can't, well, but it's like, well, it's his final race. Um, he he's in like his home city. You know, yeah, exactly. you're in London. You're gonna have look. To be honest, it's my understanding that even if he didn't have priority, and you were even. If you're a pacer and you've got Mo Farah saying, I want this, go quicker. Yeah. And you're the reason that maybe he like wasn't able to go quicker because you decided to no, I'm holding my pace for Brett Robinson. Yeah, it's like you yeah. could be in trouble, right? Yeah. So well, it is tricky. And also you got um like one of the pacers is is his uh is his training partner. Yeah. Um, Butchart. And then there was the Kenyan guy as well. And the Kenyan guy, I think he's must have talked to Mo before because like they were like he he would look back and see where Mo was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it's Mo Farah. Like they, they're gonna listen to him a lot more than me. So, mm. um, and it, when you when you are feeling like it's like you know when he's he's getting you to go quicker, um, and you're feeling that surge and stuff, are you then? I can imagine you almost have like that devil on your shoulder, being like, "Well, this is not good for you." Yeah, and you're trying to then the angel in your shoulders going block it out. Don't worry. Don't let it affect your race. Don't let it affect your mindset. But it's like it's got to. Yeah, it is. Like I knew it wasn't like at the time it feels fine, um, but yeah, I could. I know I'm like oh, I'm probably gonna pay for this later. Yeah. And then I knew we were slowing down a little bit. I was like, all right, hopefully that's just gonna be like enough of a bit of a rest for me. Um, as we as we know, and we've spoken about so much in the podcast, you, is, really you know, if you're trying, if you, yeah, if you're trying to hold four minute k's in your your marathon, and you run three thirty five, three forty, your first k's, it's like they don't li- that doesn't leave your legs. No, yeah. Once it's done, it's done. Yeah, and like we like, there's a few downhills in the first five k, and like we were just smashing them. 
Like we were, there was like I was wanting to make up time in them. So, um, I, but I really got to be so. Look, it, it must be so frustrating for you in now after the race is finished when you're like fucking beat you anyway, mate. Yeah, Do you I know, know what I mean. Because yeah. it's like if he went and ran two oh six or two oh five or something, it's like well. You're the idiot for going with him. Yeah, you know, because yeah, it's like yeah. you should have you should have decided to go back. But it's like when you beat him anyway, and you go past and he blows up, you're just like, why? Why were we doing that? And you could just tell like he was having like rough patches early in the race. So, yeah. um, and he's trying to f- he's doing the <laughs> the Collis Birmingham special that we've spoken about before. You get a bit tired it's, to go faster. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to go to the front and push as hard yeah. as I can. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, from about 5K, it started raining a fair bit, um, which was just like another thing that was just kind of icky. Yeah. Your singlet stick into your, your yeah. shoes and socks. Just not heavy and, Yeah, just not cut. And it, yeah, it was starting to get pretty cold as well. Um, but yeah, then at about like 16 or 17K, maybe a bit later than that, like Mo looked back, saw Emil was like only 50 meters behind and so then takes off again. And wow. I'm just like... He's just hurting himself. Could every you time. have at that point? Could you have just looked back and gone, "Oh, I'll just drop back to fifty meters and run with him, Emil"? Yeah, yeah, but I don't it's know. It's also hard to make those calls yeah. in the moment. Yeah, and like it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Like, do you just wait for someone? Like, mm. don't know who's um, running smooth, and then yeah, yeah it's, hard, it's really yeah. hard to tell. Um, and like Emil said to me after the race, like, yeah, he should have just come with me because he said every K was just like three or one, three or one. Like it just was just locked. the guy. So the guy that paced him was the guy that won Fukuoka. Uh-huh. Um, and he's just like, he's a very good runner, but he's just yeah, really smooth and yeah. it was just perfect. But And so does Emil just sit on him? Yeah. Just sit yeah. on him. So, and like, that's why I'm like, what, what happens when there's two of us? Like exactly. are we a three person line yeah. or is it? Yeah. So it is, that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know. And. I, yeah, I did think having the two paces, having Butchart, who I know would be like, I, I thought he'd do a pretty good job at pacing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just hard. But um, and then yeah, kind of got to halfway. Butchart stopped, so he stopped a bit early, and then um, again, Mo just told the pacer to go fast, and then because now it's just the one pace, and that they just took off, and I was just like, I'm just not going with it this time. Like yeah. it's just, and I yeah, I wasn't feeling fantastic at this point and then uh and then so like a meal came caught up to me i was like i tried to sit in a little bit and then i started to get a bit of a stitch and i'm like oh all right i just have to deal with this so i had it for a few k but because it was so cold like i do that breathing thing but i just couldn't get the deep breaths in yeah. as well as as i could in fukuoka so i was like trying to get it do it but like yeah i was slowing down a little bit and um was able to get rid of it but yeah still like it was a good 10 or so minutes that I was like struggling with it. Yeah, um, but it did eventually subside. Yeah, the, yeah, it was probably – it was coming and going a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I was able to get rid of it. And then, yeah, into the last 10K, I was like, all right, let's, like, I was, let's, let's like, really here. try to go. Because that, that's what happened last time in London. I like, had the stitch but then got to the last 10K and ran Started pretty good. Really so, well. yeah. like, I'm like, okay, if I can run like 30 minutes for the last 10K, like I'm going to run really well. And I could see like Emil and Mo ahead – but I just, and how do you feel energy wise? Like thinking, like because if you were cooked with ten k to go, you can't be telling yourself, "Oh, if I can run thirty minutes for the last ten k." Yeah. But you must feel, yeah, like pretty good. I, I, I didn't. I felt okay. Like I didn't feel great. Like I just, yeah, felt like I just kind of used a bit too much energy. Yeah. Um, just wasn't. I just didn't feel like I was moving that well. Like felt like I was just running on the spot a little bit. Um, 
You didn't look like you were running this spot. Like, look, your technique definitely at points didn't look great. Um, and it, I could tell that, you know, Jack and I spoke about as like we looked at you and obviously we run with you so much we know what you look like but it was like, oh, that looks like a stitch to me. Yeah. You know, you're not, it's not like you're grabbing your side in agony but it's just like you just don't look like yourself. Yeah. But then there are other, especially on some of like the Instagram videos and stuff where, um, you know, you, you had your hat off so I knew it was in the later stage of the race but you'd look like you're still fucking flying. Yeah, there was, and like I still had a few good Ks but I don't know. Yeah, I just was like not, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I was moving yeah, that well. Like, so I ran 32 minutes for the last 10K. Mm. Um, so dropped it like when last year I ran 30, 15 for the last 10K. So like that's a yeah big difference. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really feel like I had my previous two marathons where I could just like yeah. get in the last 10K and even though I'm absolutely exhausted but still moved still well. Hold, and like yeah. in a lot of those sessions I was doing, like I could just – Kind of like even just feels like I just changed my change of gear and then just I don't know like really moving well, but I just didn't really have that. Just didn't have it in the legs. That last bit, my my quads were getting really sore towards the end, um, which yeah, I hadn't had as much um, previously. But yeah, it's hard. Like I'm comparing my last marathon, which where everything aligned. Like I had I had perfect pace with Jack. I had um, great conditions. I had a pack of people mm. where this time I'm like not great conditions, bad pacing and just like – If you can run, run 210, 20, 10, 20, yeah? 19, Andy was 20. Ah, <laughs> if you had uh, 210, 19 on a day where all this sort of stuff has gone wrong, that shows yeah. like how how far you've come yeah. you know, compared and I think to it's like just, your first and, marathon. Yeah, and I think it just also just wasn't – my best day yeah, as well. For so, sure. um, yeah, like don't really know why. Like, yeah, but it's just sometimes it's just not like I don't, yeah, I'm not like super disappointed in it because I don't think it's a terrible run. Um, but I just, and I can see some reasons why things, um, didn't go my way. But yeah, so that's running though. Hey? It is, it is. And it just sucks. Like, it's just that it's a marathon because I won't get to do one for a few months now and, and my body's so beat up that I just can't even run for a bit and where yeah if you do 1500 you can go out there again the next for week. sure yeah um but that's sort of the beauty of it as well it I is and, the, and that's why like when I ran that's why I find 1500 runners boring as fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> but when I ran 207 like it was it means so much more because I like it, you know how hard it is to, to, to nail it so um, sure but it's I think as well like I kind of coming off like such a high with 207 and then like even maybe even get a little bit overconfident going into races and and that's where I probably forget um, like in London the other day that I have to like still <laughs> run all the basic principles of how to mm. run a marathon like where I just like all right let's just like smash it down here with Mo <laughs> and, and like that's that's like like I wanted to be aggressive and I'm glad I did but and maybe it just wasn't the day to be aggressive because yeah. of the conditions and all that. Um, maybe it didn't feel like you just didn't feel yeah, yourself. I f- yeah, I feel like maybe I just got a bit overconfident and then yeah. thought I can just I'll you? get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get away with it and I just, yeah, you just don't. In the marathon, well, it's that's, a tough that's, race. It's, you know, you, you don't but imagine next year similar sort of thing happens and you're with someone the pace it goes a bit quick and you and you back yourself with your stupid confidence and you and you go hard and, and it is your day yeah and you exactly. run 20620 yeah yeah so, so yeah and 
Yeah, I think this was the marathon to have a crack because I have the Olympic qualifier. So the, the pressure's off me with that. Like I didn't have to, like if I didn't have it and I missed it yeah, in that like one shit. and then I'm like, all right, now it's just getting, the timeline's yeah. getting shorter where, um, so this was definitely the marathon to go and have a crack. Yeah, it didn't work out well, but I think there's a lot of positives in how I trained for it. And um, yeah, I think you kind of learn lessons in every marathon and just, uh, and to be honest, it's my third fastest time, so it's not like it's. Yeah. I didn't blow out and and no, have no, a real bad one, or but it's just yeah. yeah, it just wasn't. I it's just I think it was a poorly executed race, but I was still in very good shape. Yeah, well said. Thanks again to Rung Kaizen for partnering up with us on this special episode. Kaizen predicts your race time based on the distance you have run over recent weeks at a certain pace. As an example, Kaizen predicted that Andy Buchanan was in 213 flat shape for the Hamburg Marathon based on these two data points alone. He ran 210.20. Put simply, the thing that matters most in predicting performance is the overall training load you've achieved, not the splits you hit in specific sessions. Kaizen helps you focus on that bigger picture. This means you can train how you want, flexibly, whether working to a program with a coach or getting the mileage in around your busy schedule. So as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are thankful to all our Patreon supporters for sending us in questions. Um, there's a, still a bunch of stuff, you know, you, that was a really good recap, Brett, but there's still a lot left unanswered. So let's get into it. Straight away from Luke Hatherley, he asks, why two watches? Are you chasing hella good for the things we've seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too short about titles? <laughs> yeah, we've been struggling with um, content for, for that segment. <laughs> give us some. No, I, actually, um, so I think London Marathon want to do stuff a um, bit more like the Tour de France and how they have like current GPS data. Yeah, that's cool. And then so they wanted to test it this year and then like I just got this email. They're like, oh, do you mind wearing this? Um, they just said it was like a timing chip and I was like, I just didn't even read much into it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries, I, I can do it. I just thought it'd be on my bib or something. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like a few years before, I was like, oh, let me look at that email again. Imagine, and then, you, uh, imagine you get you get to the race and there's like a big truck and like back it up. Yeah, yeah. And you've got like some huge big piece of machinery you have to. <laughs> but yeah, they give this fucking watch and it was like weighed more than my normal watch. I was like, fuck me. Ellie did it as well. <laughs> We're just two nice Two Australians. nice Australians. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, I look like an idiot here wearing two watches. But <laughs> to be honest, when I was like struggling in that last 10K, I was like, fuck, this watch is getting heavier and heavier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care about my spits. Everyone's, everyone's turned off flow track anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, next question from Gabriel Dennison. What shoes was Brett rocking? Uh, yeah, so I'm wearing these prototypes, Nike prototypes. So I think they're, I don't know, even know what I'm supposed to say about them. Um, <laughs> I didn't assume, read that email either. I assume they're the Alphafly 3s that will be coming out. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got a, I was lucky enough to be able to test them. I think uh, Safan Sam won in them and Cameron was second in them. So nice. They worked for them, two out of three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On that, from Taj Avery, he asks, how much training did you do in the new shoes? Yes, I only did, I did uh, a 30K tempo or um, progressive run. Yeah. I did that in it. And like, yeah, and they felt really good. Um, They were half a size big for me. Um, just swimming because, in them. Yeah, yeah. So they felt they felt a bit bigger than than my normal shoes. Just like and then, then you the wet, look down, and with the wet and your foot's like yeah, sick. yeah. 
Um, Half a size all right. Yeah. So, and then I did a session in London in them and then I actually got a new, brand new pair for the race. Okay. So I didn't know, I would have done more in them if I knew I was getting a brand new pair, but I didn't know I was getting a pair. Yeah. Um, do you find, do you have to like go for a jog in them the day before? Yeah, so I actually yeah. jogged in them twice. Okay. Um, I was going to say, you can't like, there's something about that stiffness in any new pair of shoes. You yeah. just got to get out in like one yeah. run. Yeah. And then like the two um, like guys that make the shoes were, were in London and they were even talking about like you, you the more you run and the more your body like finds where the best place to land is. Like it's wow. different for the shoes. So um, yeah, I kind of wish I, I wish I knew I was getting another pair and I yeah. just would have worn these ones every single yeah. session. But uh, like, I'm uh, sure they're not too much different to the other alpha flies though. Yeah. Um, from Nick Watson, why the cheeky hat ditch? This is something I wanted to know too. I wanted to know why and where. Um. I can't run a whole race or session with a hat. I reckon, like, yeah. I, it's very rare that I don't take my hat off. I my he- head gets pretty hot in a hat. Yeah. Um. Remember London and oh, no, not London Gold Coast half last year. Like I took it off after three k, yeah. which sucks because like I'm just losing hats every time I race. <laughs> but and so this hat I had was like the kit hat. Yeah. So I only have one of them. And I was, and then I saw the guy, the Nike guy before this. I'm like, do I have to wear the kid hat or can I wear a, like a white one? And he's like, oh, you can wear whatever. And then I tried on this white one. I'm like, it was like a lot thicker. So I was like, okay, no, I have to wear the kit one. I'm like, I'll keep it on the whole way. Um, but yeah, I got to about 30K. And like, get this off. Like, yeah. And then I just, I don't know. Yeah, I just saw this kid. So I was like, wait, you can have it. So That's I threw good. it to him. If you if you're listening out there, kid, send us uh, send us a photo. Did you see? Yeah, a few people get fun of my bottles. That was that. Nah, that was honestly so funny. The bloke got drinking a beer. Yeah, drinking yeah. a beer out of it. it was I, so I got tagged in a few others like that. People had found my bottles and were um, yeah yeah just having photos with them. But on that um, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, how was the crowd? Oh yeah, crazy. So um, biggest crowd you run in. Yeah, yeah. London's ridiculous. Like, so I saw a few Aussie mates like Noddy, I said yeah. before, and 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 another guy, and, and they were both like, "Oh, we're doing it next year." Like, because they, they were in so, the crowd. Yeah. So it's Tower Hill, um, which is when you come over London Bridge, and then we turn right, but then you come back on that section. Yeah. So it's like a huge like people go there because you see people twice. Um, yeah, and, and it is like crazy there. Like it is it's so loud. And running with Mo, like there's just it's just at point it's like deafening. But they do it really well in London. But so it's crazy. Like they not even like, yeah, I want to do it next year. And then I went to this dinner and the entries for next year opened that day or the day yeah. before. By the time that dinner was on, so it'd been open twenty four hours or thirty hours or something, two hundred and eighty five thousand people entered. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And it's good. 50,000 get in or there's 49,000 something. Don't you think it's super, super smart to do that while like after the race with the dinner, people are drinking and stuff and then it's like people are like, yeah, fucking I don't want to do that. Yeah, and yeah, then it's like yeah. they wake up the next morning, it's like, shit. I've committed. I've committed. <laughs> um, yeah, it looked it looked insane. Did we? Did you hear any of the like FTK or for the kudos shouts? Because there were so many of those. Yeah. I, I was getting sent. I think hits. I did. I reckon I heard only one. Um like I heard my name a few times, but it most of the time it was just so loud you that you really can't hear. really hear anything. And yeah. it's and it's also not, you're not focusing on the crowd, are you? Yeah, and I, I reckon just because it is like a constant noise for so long, like you just become like accustomed to it, you don't really 
Um, you're not really taking it in. Like I appreciate all the people yelling out FDK yeah. and Brett, but I just yeah, it just I think it's just like mo 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 FDK mo 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 mo. That's all right. A few more years and it'll be FDK 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 mo. So on yeah, he's four years retired and there's still people yelling out mo mo. Yeah. Going back to throwing stuff on the side, uh, Soraya Lindsay asks, are the sleeves slash hats slash gloves and all that stuff that you remove during the race, what happens to them? Do the athletes get them back? No, no. It's long yeah, gone. So anything you're racing with, you're, you're losing. Um, in New York, I lost some arm sleeves, which were like I only had one pair of them, like the elite race kiss ones. It's, you don't really get that many... Um, of the elite kit, it's usually yeah. just like one of each. Well, that's so, you. That's you. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kip Chogi. Kip is like, can I please have another pair? It's like, well, look, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ali, you've you've hit Actually, your two pairs. This year, I got two of everything, so <laughs> I'm, I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> but, way um, but yeah, yeah. If you throw it off, you, you're not getting them back. So that's why I try to throw it to, to someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, hopefully, that so kid, that he's, kid's probably seen. Like, I was gonna say, <laughs> you, see, you see this kid, and you're like, thinking, you're like, yeah, he's gonna want my hat, and you felt, and he like grabs it, and he goes, I fucking hate Brett Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> hate his stupid podcast. <laughs> um, another one from uh, Soraya. She asks, Has Brett been doing a lot of push-ups again? Why do you reckon I'm looking big? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, I haven't. But maybe it is time. I mean, a bit of a break, maybe it's time to get, get back going again. Them. It's good for podcast nah, content. I just remember when I, because then I have to get back into cardio. <laughs> lose all the gains. <laughs> I, I can all the podcast jokes. That's my favorite one ever. <laughs> get, 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 talking about your running career is cardio. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, Katie Ward asks, did you stay out of the Thames? And I know what she's referring to. Yeah. Yeah. 2019, Jack and I ended up going for a little swim in the Thames after having a few beers. But, yeah, stayed out of it this year. They moved the hotel a bit back a bit away from the Thames, so I was, which is good because I don't think you're supposed to go swimming in that. It's, <laughs> it's worse than Look, the Yarra. Looks gross. Yeah. Um, Ashling Gainsford asks, do you prefer cooler or warmer conditions for the racing the marathon and what is your ideal race temp? Yeah, definitely cooler. Like it was actually good. I would say it was good temperature the other day. The rain was just what made you a bit cold. Like yeah. it was just a point when because, yeah, just when you were soaked, um, like my hands and stuff felt very cold. Isn't that funny like that? I do, I do not know the science of it, but, you know, when you got an ice bath or whatever, and, you know, I remember back in the VIS days and we'd check the temp of the ice bath and it's like four degrees or five degrees and you're like, oh, that's not too bad and you jump in it and it's freezing. freezing or like yeah. assuming it could be 12 degrees outside and you jump in like a 17 degree water, freezing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's do a Q&A session about that. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think 12 degrees or like 14 degrees is supposed to be pretty good temperature for for racing but yeah it's just the the wet that was the bad thing about that yeah i'd much prefer that than hot weather for a race yeah jack thompson asks any plans for his next race um and are you going to be racing world champs this year um so i'll do a few of the australian um like road races like the half marathons and 10Ks that are around. Um, FTK showdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you reckon? Goldie. Uh, yeah. I'd, yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. I don't know. Yeah. Don't, maybe I'm just staying to the AV stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll race at some point. But And then, yeah, probably a marathon later in the year, but it won't be world champs. Um, 
I just, I think this also uh, London confirms like I still even though I have run a good marathon like I still am trying to figure it out and um, you don't get to practice them that much so I want to make sure I'm like by the time I get to the Olympics like I've I'm having at least more figured out yeah um, so yeah and I know world champs could is probably similar to the Olympics but the thought of going to run in a hot marathon like I'm just I don't know I don't don't want to go there have a shocker there and then get nothing out of that as well so yeah, yeah. for sure um sam arnold asks was it a net positive or negative running with mo and you know he says positive obviously because of the crowd support um but you took it he took it out quite fast early and looked like he was trying to push the paces you know 14 45 first 5k so you know that's obviously a negative what would you say yeah so crowd support was great um yeah it was it was crazy how much support Mo was getting and just like just how much cheers the, the group was getting. Um, but negative for sure, just with, with that pace. Like it, it definitely just ruined my race kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just did way too much damage to me that I just c- couldn't recover. No, no matter how many cheers I was getting, wasn't uh, bringing me back from, <laughs> from a few of those fastest sprints. Yeah, <laughs> and all, most of those cheers were for the guy that has done it to you me. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, a go mo, and you're like, fuck you, yeah, yeah, fuck you yeah. mo, fuck you crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're probably going to get cancelled for saying fuck you mo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was just a joke. Um, Jackson Mitchell asks, do you think Kipton will knock Kipchoge's records down over the next five years? Um, it certainly looks like he can. That was very, very impressive. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, like, and he was like, I don't know. There's in on the men's side of the race, like he destroyed the field, and they are all very good runners. Mm. Like, yes, like there was some very good runners in that field, and half of them weren't able to finish. Like, and it wasn't just that though. I saw um, Amos who won last year. He was collapsed on the ground at forty one k. Like and a lot of people pulling out, so it's yeah, it was it was so impressive what he done. Fifty nine, forty nine for his second half, he can on a better course can probably go. I don't know, mm. maybe sub two. I was thinking about this, and we talk about um, you know on in the marathon on your day, like what you can perform on your day, right? Um, imagine uh, if he, you know, he, he has everything sort of aligned on a fast course and everything's all flat and everything's perfect and uh, no wind and everyone's like, oh, hey, this is going to be crazy. But then it's just not his day. And he runs yeah, like 202. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. with marathon, right? Like this could have been his everything, all the stars have aligned, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, he, he won Valencia in, in December as well and kind of in a similar way. He, mm. ran, he ran 201 or 202 there and, and the same thing he ran like 60 15 for the second half like yeah. it's like so he's having a few good days but it's we i think with kipchoge like yeah he came six or whatever at boston but it kind of shows like so he can have an off day so for those other how many ever marathons he's won 15 marathons running world records and running yeah. that, he's had on, the, on, on, on day, days. which is which is hard to do all the time, so yeah. it shows how good he is. But yeah, it, it I think that is the thing with the marathon. Like you need to be on to to especially run those kind of times. Like you mm. need a lot of things to go right. Um, next one from Jane Smith. What do you think about when you're running? 
Are you fully concentrating on the run and things such as breathing and running form or is it more things like the first sip of beer when you're done? <laughs> um, I definitely think a lot more now about my breathing and my form, my arms especially, um, just from working with a balance runner. It's kind of, and I find that a good thing to distract me from like my pain or whatever else is like, I don't know, or the pace. Like I try not to look too much or think about the pace. Like I, I, I check it, but I just, I like, I don't know. I used to not like check it at all. Like mm. I think London last year, I barely checked it until the second half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of just, I don't know, try to take my mind. Like I look around a little bit and just think about other things, especially in the first half, just kind of switch off and, and get through it and, yeah, but then when it gets hard, just trying to yeah think about my form a bit more. Flamingos. Yes. <laughs> I didn't, too much, didn't think about flamingos in this one. So <laughs> forgot uh, about that. <laughs> forgot about that. I just looked <laughs> over at you then and you're like, fuck, <laughs> if I thought about flamingos, I would have run 206. Jesse Naylor says, did you have a race plan at all? And if so, did it change as the pace was so hot to start? Um, well, yeah, like, I guess for going to these most of these races, like we know what the pace is going to be pretty much. And like like 14.45 or 14, whatever it was, it is quick, but it's not that much quicker than uh, what I was expecting. Um, like we kind of, I uh, think what am I supposed to run? Like 14.50s, I think, yeah. is, is the pace. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, it was the way the race, the, the pace was run in that first few K. But um uh, yeah, it didn't really change. It was just kind of it's it's always just kind of stick with the pace and then get into the second half. I don't. Yeah, maybe I should have changed it. Didn't really have a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Brett. <laughs> um, Scott T asks, "What do you take away from a training block and a race result? How do you assess what could be done better and what could be dropped?" Um, yeah, like I guess I'll speak to Nick and Collis in the next couple of weeks once kind of thought about it a bit more um i think it's easy to straight after the race think about things like say things about why you got a certain result but you mm. probably need to like let it the emotions settle and and then, sure. and then think about it but i like i do think there's lots of positives um with how the training block went like i was feeling great in most of the training um as a well, I was about to say training partner. I can't really say I'm your training partner, but as someone that trains at the same time that train you train, <laughs> and I see you, um, you definitely were in the best shape of your life that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe just like travel is something that always like throws a spanner in the works because you can't just do the same prep for every single one. Because like London last year, I went over a lot earlier, trained there for a little bit, so I didn't have to get over the training. It, so close to the – sorry, get over get the, over the travel. Yeah. So close to the race. Fukuoka was a different block because it was so close to London. Um, but then the flight to um, Japan's easy and I could do that in the week of the race, do a few it's days hard to running. Yeah. Um, then this one, because this one was a bit more awkward because it was like two weeks out where ideally I'd like to try, still be training pretty hard at that time. Mm. Um, so – yeah, the only thing I think maybe is that we eased up training a bit early because of the flight. Um, I would, yeah, I'd maybe prefer Keep just going. training up. But yeah, and, and but it's just, it's just hard. Yeah, because you do that and you run two twelve, and then you go, oh, you're on the podcast saying, yeah, and I would have liked to ease up. A exactly. Bit yeah, it's yeah. It's hard. it's easy to say that now. Um, 
before the race, I wasn't really thinking, oh, I wish I was still training harder. Like exactly. It's, um, yeah. And you've got to deal with like not getting sick and there's a lot of things like if you're training hard and then travel, it's easy to get sick. So sure. there's, it's a lot of things you have to think about. So, um, yeah. Next one um, from Train with FTK winner. He'll be coaching her soon. Oh, yes. Jolie Cullen asks, how did you celebrate? Um, yeah, went, went to the pub with um, yeah, a few Australians that were over there that were out there watching me. Um, Noddy. <laughs> pardon? Noddy. Noddy, yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was kind of, to honest, I was feeling pretty tired and then he sent me a message saying, oh, we're at the pub. And I was like, oh, we came out and watched me. I better go and have some <laughs> got a rally. But, yeah, and I hadn't really eaten anything like – after those, I had like a few little things, but I just didn't really feel like eating. But yeah, I went, ate like three biscuits and then had a couple of beers. And you know, then, like you're, you're going up to the to, to the bar because you know that like beer is obviously full of carbs, but you don't want the alcohol. So you're going, hey, can you just, I'll have a non-alc. Yeah. And you're yeah. trying for them not to hear and you're like coming back and they're like, oh, Brett, you get the next round. You did get jug. <laughs> to be honest, they probably wouldn't notice, would they? Um, yeah, so had a few beers and then there was like a dinner at, the race hotel, like with all the elites and stuff. So I went there for a little bit. Um, then went out and had a few more beers back with Noddy and, and Harrison. Nice. Very last question from Matt McKenzie. I know you love the Alpha Fly One. How did the new shoes feel? And is it a mental hurdle to try a new shoe for a race? Um, yeah, I said before, like I did train in the, in the new shoes before. Um, but they feel good, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say because they are a prototype, and I think, and they're still like working out what what they're going to do with them and any changes they need to make. But um, you start talking about it, a, I just look over it. There's a red dot on your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Snipers in the studio, <laughs> but yeah, they feel good. Um, I think Nike's pretty good at kind of being one step ahead of a lot of the other brands. So um, I'm sure when they do come out, they'll be they'll be good. Cool. Thanks so much for that, Brett. And uh, thank you to all the patrons for asking those interesting questions. Um, I now know a lot more about your race than I did before. So I hope the listeners take take a lot out of that. Um, also mentioning Patreon, please head to www.patreon.com forward slash for the kudos to sign up and become a friend of the show. We have the second episode of the Gold Coast Diaries coming up. Um, that'll be dropping this week and we're going to put out uh, five minutes as a bit of a teaser at the end of this episode. So if you want to hear more from Jen and Geordie, um, you know where to go. So thank you. Also, thank you to Run Kaizen for partnering with us on this episode. Know your finish time before you get to the start line with Kaizen. Search for Run Kaizen in the App Store or on Google Play or go to runkaizen.com to download the app and get your race prediction plus a first month of training free. Use the code FTK2023 when you activate your subscription for an additional month of free training. That's two months in total to test it out and see if it works for you before paying a dime. Kaizen, simply run. Also to note, uh, the owner of Kaizen sent me a message just before we uh, recorded the episode um, and they had two guys running Hamburg in addition to, to Andy um, and they were using the app for, to guide all their training in the block um, and one ran a 233 high 
and that was off a 234 prediction and the other ran a 238 mid off a 236 flat prediction. So um, seems like the app is doing some pretty, pretty insane things uh, and you can check all that out on their blog. Thanks a lot, guys. See you guys. And I'm here today with Jordy Williams and Jen Gregson. And if you are listening to this, thanks for your support. You must be a Patreon subscriber or you've hacked it somehow. But anyway, um, our Patreon subscription model is really important to us and it's it's how we can create content like this. So we really appreciate the support. It allows us to really create the content that we want to create and not necessarily be beholden to um, sponsored content or just do things that brands perhaps want to pay for or be aligned to. A great example of this, um, if you haven't yet seen in your Patreon feed, you will now have access to the Australian Women's Marathoning Series, which is a really amazing series. Six episodes hosted by Izzy Bat Doyle, where she speaks with some of Australia's fastest uh, marathon women. And then a seventh episode where Izzy is actually interviewed herself. So really in-depth episodes with some of Australia's best talent looking at um, pivotal moments in their careers, key races, training philosophies and stuff like that. That's a series that we felt really strongly about and really wanted to create. Um, we tried to get some brand support for that, and it was really difficult to do so. We did we did get a couple of partnerships on board for that, but it's the sort of content we want to be creating, and it's thanks to Patreons like you that we can create that sort of content. So thanks very much. Let's get into the show. I'm here, as always, with Jordy and Jen. How are you both? Yeah, good. Uh, just got here in the nick of time. Yeah, I'm... Um- Sorry, go ahead, Jen. No, I was just saying to so for the people to put in context, I got back from Japan today because it's Sunday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> uh, you raced on Sunday. And yeah. Then, yeah. Flew now through the Tuesday. night, so I don't know what day it is. I left okay. on a Monday. I'll put it that way. And you flew, you flew out of Tokyo, but then you flew back to Melbourne. Is that right? And then back up to. Yeah, I I think the way they like to do it, the meet directors is keep all the athletes together on the flight in and out of Tokyo. So we all left from Brisbane to go to Tokyo. Uh, that's Rose and Izzy. Um, and we all left from Tokyo and went to Melbourne and then we kind of go to our own cities from there. Um, and it's just, yeah, to make it easier for travel, um, getting us to and from the airport. Yeah, right. Geordie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Haven't been as travelled as Jen, but <laughs> had a good week. Uh been enjoying my uh my day off work needed it so yeah i'm, I'm pretty well nice now before we we're going to jump straight into training weeks and hear about what you've both been up to in a moment but any any feedback f- that you guys received from uh from listeners or people who follow you from uh from episode one anything that sort of stood out or people were surprised by yeah i actually got a lot of people that wanted to know what my answer was with the gel. So I think Jordy and I need to talk about the gel for his upcoming half marathon. Um, I don't know if I have the answer, uh, but it was interesting to know that that's actually a, a common query people have with half marathons. Like, do you fuel during or is it not long enough? Obviously, mm-hmm. it depends how fast you are, but um, I think that that was definitely something that people don't know much about. And the other one was just for the mothers out there glad to hear that someone else struggles with time management um so that was good to relate with a few other mum followers out there yeah I had, a, I had a bit of feedback mostly mostly positive just uh you know lo- loved it mostly positive loved it but I had a few few people say they're not gonna 
flat out not subscribing to Patreon, but I know George <laughs> Wintle and Tom Glover, you are subscribed and you'll be listening to this right now. So thanks for your support. Good on getting getting personal shout outs. That's, that's pretty <laughs> um I actually had I had several you know, the big takeaway for me, Jen, after last week, I think I uh, Joel messaged me and said, like, oh, how did it go? And I was like, yeah, yeah, so Grego reckons you can stretch the night before a session. Oh, we have to settle this. Geordie, <laughs> did you try it? No. So Geordie said he was going to practice it and put the the, the argument to rest because yeah. I told Ryan we'd have an answer by this week because we're well, still arguing about it. I think I need a reminded text because... At that hour of the morning, there's not there's nothing going through this brain. It's just, <laughs> your, Friday night drink, your Friday night drinks probably get in the way of your stretching the night before a Saturday morning session. Yeah, well, I don't. Saturday morning is generally a wash for me. If I get out the door, it's a good day. Um, but I totally forgot to be honest. So I'll, I'll I'll try and remember this week. You know, I'll put a reminder in my phone. How about that? So, what about you, Riley? You didn't test it out. I didn't test it out because. I don't stretch anyway, Jen. Okay. But, okay. Um, well, you're a, a good candidate. On a couple of runs this week, like I would, I brought it up. I was like, yeah, so Grego reckons you can do this. You can stretch the night before a, a run, a session, so you save time the next day. And I had people being like, yeah, didn't you know that? Oh, what? <laughs> really? I thought, I thought you were going to say you had like an actual physio or, I don't know, someone qualified give you the answer, but... I should I do that, it, actually. Yeah. Next, next if, time if, I'm at the physio. Yeah, or if there's a physio out there listening, can you please send us in an answer with some scientific facts of whatever way, whether it works or not. But I just think it sounds completely contradicting that you stretch and then you go to bed and not move for around eight hours and you're apparently still limber. Yeah, it has to be nonsense. has to be. Um, hey, let's jump into training weeks because I'm really keen to hear how the week went for you both and – I'm I'm really desperate to hear more about the the half marathon in detail, Jen. But we might start with we might start with Geordie first, actually, just to keep it interesting. Geordie, let's go through your week last week, Monday to Sunday. Did we get six days running, seven days? What are we, what are we talking? How many days running did we get? Yeah, only five, unfortunately. <laughs> I had a little bit of a hiatus <laughs> midweek. <laughs> as long as we're not regressing. No, nah, I. I Kept, I think I did a few more Ks, um, actually, so that's good. But, yeah, missed, uh, missed Wednesday, Thursday, unfortunately. I got a bad sleep. After after Tuesday, I got a really bad sleep that night, and I was just like, oh, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out saying, like, yeah, I'm doing Sounds the right like thing, pri- prioritizing sleep, you know, <laughs> for recovery. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just probably should have put the phone down earlier, gone, you know, powered down the engines, but I didn't. Powered I down did. the engines. Yes. <laughs> let's start with let's start with monday jordan tell us about it all right so monday i took the jet out of the hangar for <laughs> a 8.3k run did 450s so monday morning got out so it was a pretty good start to the week monday um, morning monday morning can be a hard one especially if you've had mm. like if you've had a decent long run or if you're ramping up your mileage or whatever like i just find monday mornings you know, like not that this is a show about me, but Monday mornings, Joel will always have 60 minutes for me. I don't think I've ever got to 60 minutes on a Monday. Like I'll get to 47, 51. Like, I'm not getting 60 minutes. Uh, I get 60 minutes, but it's like it could be 13K or 14K. It's somewhere in between there. It just depends on my mood. 